Hey, I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, Doug, we are on the other side of the draft, and what a draft it was. It's safe to say that the Kraken have a plan, and we better all get on board, because the train is moving. It's also safe to say that we were way wrong when it comes to the top pick in the draft. Uh, good thing no one is paying us millions of dollars to manage a hockey team, huh, Doug? Well, you can say that again. But JB, who would have thought that Shane Wright would go to fourth? I mean, if it, if it were you or me and we were just sitting there, we had our heart set on somebody else, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, what do you do? Shane Wright's still right there floating out there. You're going to take him, right? Looked pretty blonde, dude. You thought yeah. you thought you were going with the girl next door, but the pretty blonde is available to you. You'd have to be able to see the future to be able to predict something like that. And if you could do that, then call me, because I think we could make a lot of money together. Am I right? Oh yeah. It reminds me of uh, the expansion draft and how far we off, how far off the mark we were on that one. Uh, I mean, yeah. give me a break. Yep, way way off. Um, yeah, no one could have predicted that Shane Wright would have been available at the spot he was available. Um, the impact that he had, but the picks that went before him, it's hard to argue once they're made, you know, you're like, yeah, you know, I see it. Uh, Jerzkowski, I butchered it, but you know, he's ends up going number one. So what are you going to do? But a blessing for us, but Hey, we can't rest because we have a, a ton of young talent to tell people about. Plus, free agency is already tearing our hearts out. Straight up. Now, with free agency doing its thing, we're all forced to come to grips with some hard truths, am I right? Mm. On top of that, the last of the chips have yet to fall before we see the Kraken take the ice in October. Well, better just dive into the depths. The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! Maelstrom! It's the Maelstrom! <laughs> well, well, we used all our draft picks. Okay, okay, we packaged some picks together to move up and, and ended up drafting 11 players, so we didn't use all 12 picks. But we didn't make any splashy trades or reach, and in fact, based on what happened, I think you could say the draft came to us. In what crazy world, seriously, does Shane Wright fall to number four? A player that absolutely has an impact, uh, has a chance to make an impact on day one. So, what do you make of it, Doug? It's just like you said, JB. We all better get on board because it, it looks like the Kraken's building their team by drafting top talent. And then, just like the Avalanche and the Lightning, they're going to try to fill in the gaps through free agency. But we haven't seen really where Ron Francis thinks those gaps are yet. So, I mean, we kind of have, and we'll talk a little more later about Burkowski and, and some of the other guys they've picked up. But, I mean, uh, from what I can see right now, 
I think the fact that number 22 went to four and the Kraken got to pick Shane Wright is that looks good for our team. It's like we now we got that one-two punch at center with Matty Beneers and Shane Wright coming up the middle. And the future is looking good if you're wearing Kraken shades. Am I right? Absolutely. I think that's what the organization is banking on. I'm disappointed to see, you know, Ryan Donato likely moving on after he wasn't extended in an offer from the organization. He scored the first cracking goal ever, and I think it's a mistake to let him go, especially with the chemistry he has with Beneers, but that's why no one's paying us millions of dollars to make these kinds of decisions because, honestly, when I look at the possible lineups that we have even right now, and it's July, it's not September, October. Right. It's it's going to be hard enough to build those lines and decide who sits and who goes. Yeah, I, I think the key there is who's gonna, a healthy scratch. Who's right? a healthy scratch? That's yeah, tough. I think the whole key there is is they didn't uh, expect to be getting Shane right, and I think it changes a lot of stuff because you know the eye test probably telling them they're gonna let training camp play out that he's gonna come in and play. Just like Natty did, you know. I don't think they're going to have him playing in the minors. I don't think so either. I don't think that he benefits from that. If he plays in the minors another year, he's just going to destroy that league. Neither does the organization because they want to sell those jerseys too, just as bad. They know that everybody's just thirsting for that Shane Wright goal. Yeah. The first Shane Wright goal, they're thirsting for it. So already... Already he's a thirst trap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'll yeah. be like game one fourth line or something, but whatever, whatever it is, when Hackstall and Francis make that decision. I think the chances for him to grow as a player are much better in the league with some veterans than it would be lighting the minor leagues on fire. Absolutely, absolutely. In the lineup. And so like to see how they build that out is going to be interesting in the future. Right. I know one thing, though. With uh, $20 million in cap space, we are definitely players in free agency. And uh, I really overlooked the cap space. That was one of the big things when I was talking about packaging trades in the draft in the last episode. I kind of forgot that like we don't need to necessarily package a bunch of trades together because we have a lot of money we can spend if we wanted to go out and get a Forsberg or a Johnny Goudreau and, you know, lease the future of the organization. We had the money to do that. Um, so we were able to create a stable of young talent, those 11 picks in the draft, knowing we had money to spend in other places. So yeah, the Kraken are, are clearly trying to follow that Tampa Colorado model. The last three Stanley Cup championships have been won that way so it's it's kind of like right in your face right there you can't really deny that that's how they're how they're looking at it and the rumor mill has been running rampant and there's been a lot of chatter on the internet about the next big name the kraken is going to pick up they have money to spend and there are some good names out there but it's kind of like trying to pick the draft at the expansion isn't it jb yeah you know you just don't know what's going to happen. And, and I think even they didn't know. Like, 
they had a plan. I'm sure their big board was like, oh, yeah, Shane Wright's gone. And then he falls into your lap and you're like, well, forget about, you know, Connor Geeky or whatever. We we have to pick Shane Wright. So I'm, you know, I'm a little gun shy because we've, we've been burned a few times. Now you got to build a team around these um, upcoming kids. But, you know, we have the benefit of, of seeing kind of what they did in free agency and uh, before the episode was recorded. So we kind of know what they did. But I'm also not very surprised um, based on what happened in the draft to see that they didn't go out and get a Forsberg because that doesn't fit the model of what they're doing. Um, Forsberg's so nice, isn't he? Coast yeah. to coast with that mustache. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. I'm not jealous of the mustache. I got one of my own, but... Is Nashville so the great skills? that you don't want to come out here and see the beautiful Olympics? Yeah, I, the Cascades I mean, and all the glory. It's the difference between that country twang and that rainy <laughs> grunge. I, I don't just, know. I don't know about Forsberg. I like him. I don't know what it is about yeah. him. But well, he went. He went back to Nashville. I so. didn't have any expectations about Goudreau. Yeah, I did think that the Kraken were going to pick up somebody big time, and now I'm like suddenly surprised. But I don't know why, because every year when I, these things happen, it's like. Never what you expect it to be. Right. Yep. I mean, there are still some names out there. Kadri, you know, if we wanted to get one. Yeah, I don't think, one I don't think they're going to go but... for Nazim Kadri because I don't. They do still have money to spend, but I don't think they want to spend. I think uh, it's pretty clear. They got Burakovsky. I don't think if they were going to get Kadri, they'd go for it yeah. in that Burakovsky trade. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. Anytime you see those guys go from one to another then you probably are thinking, like, if they didn't go for it then, when you made that trade with that team... Not going to go for it It's now. probably not going to happen They would have packaged it together. Yeah. 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 But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, at least give the people the list of picks that we, we got. So, obviously, uh, in the draft, first round, at number four overall, we got Shane Wright, impact player. Uh, number four. He went number four, just like Ron Francis. Kale McCarr. And Kale McCarr. And a litany of others. He's big so, time. So He's a big time boy. The He's bright, a big boy. The bright lights are going to shine on him for sure. I think that uh, if you if you Google up some Shane Wright highlights, you're going to be pleasantly surprised at what you see. All right. Round two, Jaeger Furkus Center. Call it the Furkus Circus. Furkus Circus. Best name in the draft. A lot of fun. We got another Chaos Gremlin. Join the ranks of Tanev 30, and Yanni Gord. 36 goals in 66 games last season. He's family connections with Juicy Carson Susie. I guess the Carson is best, Carson's best friends with Jaeger's older brother Ambrose Furcus. So that Furcus Circus runs deep. And Susie's uh, there getting juicy. So that, That's good names. Ambrose and Jaeger. You cannot deny that Furcus. these guys got some chemistry and that's what you like to see when you're building a team right yeah so i think with 36 and 66 that's that's not just points that's goals 36 goals yep in 66 games that's not even like talking about the assists yeah he's he, a sniper for sure yeah he's got a, a hell of a quick shot quick wrist so yeah um he is a little undersized but that i only think i leaves the chip on his shoulder kind of like yanni gore google the articles yeah. about this guy he's good yeah. Yeah, gonna like he, he's going to be good. And I think he's also going to, maybe one year at the uh, down in Coachella, 
um, which is still weird to say. Yeah, her minor league team no, plays a Coachella, baby. It's a festival Coachella down is. there, man. Coachella. Those jerseys are sick, though. They I are fire, them. for <laughs> sure. So cool. All right, all right. Uh, okay, another pick in round two. Yanni Neyman, left Yanni winger. Yanni Neyman, left winger. Yes, sir. Kind of like to see that. Yep, another prospect. Okay, uh, another round two pick. Nicholas Coco? Nicholas Kako. Kako. Finnish goaltender. He was yep. ranked ninth among European netminders by NHL Central Scouting before the draft with a 9.914 save percentage playing for Carpats U20 Junior Club. Yeah, so we got him. We've got... Adding depth to the goaltending. And we've got the Russian kid, too. So two young prospects that'll probably play few more years in the Russian league and then yeah, the Finnish I mean, league. He'll out. probably still be out in Finland, yeah. but boy oh boy, it's something to look forward to. Yep. Keep an eye on those goaltenders. Always good to be training up yeah, goaltenders and having back there behind mm -hmm. the net. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like nobody's ever gonna be perfect. These young kids don't come out of nowhere. They they cut their teeth in these leagues and uh, so good to have them on the roster. David Goyet. The last second round pick. Didn't have time to really look Don't at him. Don't know much about but, him. I can't but, uh, wait to find out more about this guy. Yeah. For sure. He's a second round pick, so the organization sees something in him for sure. Just filling the ranks. Yeah. Filling the ranks in the minors. So that we got something to look forward to. All right. Round three. Finally made it to round three. Ty Nelson. I have instant defender. love for this guy after an article I read in the Toronto Star from July 8th of this year. It described an upbringing that is so rare in the sport of hockey and the type of positive outlook on life that I think is even more rare in the sport of life, JB. Yeah, staying positive is, uh, you don't see it a lot. One NHL scout referred to him as a fire hydrant at 5'10", 195. I'd keep my eye on this kid if I were you. He's going to come strong. Yeah. Um, He's going to make a big impact not just on the ice, but off the ice. Right. Bringing, bringing joy wherever he goes. In the community. Fe feeding that positive attitude. I you think we're going to be talking like about that. Ty Nelson and what's cracking in the community. Pretty soon. In the not-too-distant future. Nice. All right. Round three, still. Ben McDonald, center. Welcome to the team, Ben. Welcome. Tyson Jugnolf, defender. Last pick of the third round. Big D. Tucker Robertson was our one round four pick. I That just sounds like... <laughs> he, he 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 needs to be playing with big rig. Start growing you that got, beard out. Buddy. You got big rig and Tucker Robertson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Start lifting weights and growing that beard out. And then we rounded out in round six with Barrett Hall, and the seventh round pick was Kyle Jackson. I liked. Uh, saw a little clip of Kyle. Uh, thanking everybody for the opportunity seemed like a really good kid. That's just cool. taking it. I've in, just been so. I've just been like rolling from one article to the next of all like the trades and picks and all the stuff that's been going on. It's crazy. It's a whirlwind, man, and it, it in some ways it 
it breaks your heart, and that's where I think we got to get into the the roster. Yeah, list. Edmonton's happy that Evander Kane is going to stay there for a few more years. So yeah, He's guess back. I'm not getting an Evander He's Kane jersey. Back. <laughs> hey, you. I think after the the playoffs that he had, you have to bring him back. You have to. I did find out though that he only scored 13 goals, and Nathan McKinnon was able to score 13 throughout the Stanley Cup Finals. Thank so the hockey gods. Yeah. <laughs> they can fo- the 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 NHL front office can focus on that and not have to admit that Evander Kane is a good hockey player and yeah. deserves a place in the league. Perfect. So there you go. Oh, but here we are. We uh we got to go over our free agents now, and we got to start with the list that we had on the last episode. Um, we were. Did not do a very good job, Doug. We suck at this. Once again. We suck at this. I have we, too many. I, I get too yeah. sentimental. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the first year is always happen. the hardest yeah. year. It'll never You're get so easier. Love these It'll guys. never get easier. Yeah, they're your battle buddies. For all of you who think you. that this is going to get easier, it's it doesn't. We went through it all together this first year, right? First, <laughs> yeah. first year as fans, first year as a team. These Every are, time you get a new guy who yeah. scores a goal, you just are like, yeah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then they're like, he's gone. All right. We can't delay any longer. We got to we gotta Damn tell man. you that Hayden Fleury was not tendered, and uh, he's not coming back. Dennis Chalowski, also not tendered. We did call that one. Um, but... But this one breaks my heart, Ryan Donato. He scored the first goal ever just, in he, a Kraken jersey. Yeah, he has that chemistry, like you said, with uh, Berniers because they train together. Be, and then they yeah. just send and, him. We'll and see. I mean, he just... We'll see. Maybe he'll come back. You know Maybe what, though? They can always come back. With Shane Wright coming in and Tanev coming off too of many injury guys. and There's Schwartz. too many guys. If you I try think... to build the lines right now and you look at who we've got, somebody's got to go. And honestly, like, I am so sad that this is happening. Yeah, well, and I think Donato probably is happy because I don't think he wants... I think he probably thinks he's not a fourth-line center. Where's he and going, that's where... Where's he going, though? Boston? Do you want to be a first-line center in friggin'... Atlanta Thrashers? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the worst team <laughs> I, I can think of. I, I don't want to, like, You know, I was going to say Detroit Red Wings, but they made some serious moves Dude. this offseason, so yeah. who knows? I mean, like, even, like, the worst teams that you can think of. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo Sabres? Yeah. Okay. Buffalo Sabres, that's Ryan a good one. So he could be the second-line like center. first-line center on Buffalo Sabres? Uh, right, right. Probably second-line center Buffalo Sabres. <sighs> I think I'd rather sit on the bench in Seattle. The tough thing is, no, there can only be one good team in Buffalo at a time, and that's clearly the Buffalo Bills. So, and it's going to be wallowing in, in. Ah, uh, uh, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> I'm just assuming. Buff Bagwell. <laughs> He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. <laughs> He's still good. You know, he lives in <laughs> Buffalo. That's, all I that's the first thing that came to my mind. All right. It has no, nothing to do with Buffalo. but. All right. Well, we're getting way off track here. Let's get back to the list. Uh, Cole Lind. We did tender Cole Lind. That's cool. Um, like I, like we both said in the last a episode. A familiar face is good to keep around. So. Yeah. Well, and he was the one guy that I think. Yeah. Showed a lot of promise coming in over there. There's the a few of them, yeah. though. I mean, there's a lot of young talent in the in the yeah. organization. And, like, if every single one that they let go is going to break your heart, and every single one that they keep, it's like, dang, 
God. Yeah. And that's one of Colin. Colin, Carson Twarinski. Uh, he probably plays in Coachella. Um, Kale Flurry. So kept him. We, we kept flur- him. Oh, so he's probably playing his older down brother there. was not tender though. So he sent uh, the brothers, and you're thinking there's gonna be some kind of brother chemistry, and they just won't let us have it, will they? Nope. They, they just won't. Will no. not let us have the Geek Squad or the Flurry Squad. You can have one. So. We- we get Kale and we get Morgan Geeky. I hope Brandon Tanev comes back off the injury reserve at least. Mm-hmm. Let's get through the rest of this list. All right, Alexander. I start crying. Okay, Alexander True, we kept him. Uh, Daniel Sprong's gone. I miss Morgan him. Morgan Geeky, we kept him. Yep. Carson Kuhlman, we Gotta kept him. him. Cool man. Yep. Uh, Victor Rask is gone. Riley Shahan is gone. Connor Carrick is gone. Derek Pullout is gone, and Bibu is gone as well. So, there they all go. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, now, I've heard some whispers that, that they're still talking to Donato and uh, maybe Victor Rask. But... Okay, Victor Rask and Donato may still be in the talks on the comeback around. Yeah. Possible. Always they haven't fun. been signed anywhere else. It yet, could so. always be a year or two or whatever else. There's always there's a million different circumstances that could change the situation from where we're at now. Right. But that's where it stands. Yeah. Alright. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So let's finally talk about this free agency. Oof. It's been hot and heavy, and the big move. Andre Barakovsky, baby. Woo! Woo-hoo! I know we talked about this, and I uh, got to say... You. I was with you, and now, now I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Me too. We got a value deal. I might even say a steal. Big score. We get a serious bump in offensive production for just over $5 million a year. $5.5 million over the next five years. And he's 27, so he's in his prime. He's averaging two points per 60 minutes played. Um, only seven other players in the league can claim that stat. It's huge. Uh, he's got a great shot, and he creates offense. Most of his points come from his him scoring goals or primary assists. Uh, do you want to explain where their primary assist is? Well, he's Doug? a big playmaker. So when they when they consider assists, you get. The guy that scores the goal shoots the puck on the net and it goes past the goalie and scores the goal in the net. And then the first assist is the guy that passed that puck to the guy that shot it into the net. And then the secondary assist is the guy that passed it to the guy that passed it to the guy that shot it onto the net. It's just like basketball or soccer or any other sport. You get get one assist is primary. That's who guy shot it, passed to the shooter. Yep. Secondary assist, passed to the primary sister. Right. So, figure it out. Basically, he's got the vision, he creates offense, and he finishes. Um, he's averaged 20 goals a season the last three seasons and 50 points a season. The one interesting thing in there, that stat, two points per 60 minutes played. What that really tells you is he's not playing full games all the time because of injury or whatever. They could just say he averages two points a game, but it's every 60 minutes played. So he Dude, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm all, sold, too. All I can think of 
when I think about this trade is that game winning goal in the Stanley Cup game one of the finals and I am sold it's like when the pressure's on and it's clutch and you get a one two pass like that and it's on net bam right past the guy right past Vasilevsky yeah and not only that think about this like you got all these young guys like Shane Wright and Maddie Beneers, and then you got the one guy on the team, not one now, but like the one guy on the team who's won a Stanley Cup in recent years and could tell you how to win a series in the playoffs. Yeah. You got to have that on the bench. Valuable, valuable experience for sure. And, I mean, I think about him in the Nashville series – he shot a puck and burned it through the net, the top of the net. And they, they were like, oh, he totally missed. And they would go back and look at it, and the puck burns right through the net. So, you know, Fire. it's just He's so cool good. thing. He's so so good. Um, I know I kind of said that, you know, I'd be sad if we had got but Andre But that's what Barikovsky. we're here for. We talk about it. We, <laughs> we consider the hypotheses. We speak ill of them, and then we accept the outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, you but, have to adapt and overcome if you're going to be into this. Because yeah. here's one thing I've learned about like being like super into hockey or any sport, I guess, is like when the rumor mill starts going, they can just lead Sweet, you yeah. astray <laughs> down the wrong path. Like that's <laughs> not what's going to happen. You don't know who they're going to trade or pick. And like honestly, all you can do is cross your fingers and you know root for your team. Right. Well, what I was going to say, too, is that I think getting him for five and a half, it changes everything. It's a score. It's a score. Paying him seven and a half or eight, maybe not, but... The team's got so much space yeah. that they could have probably paid him a good six and a half. Yeah. But you know, and still been all right. But No, it's undervalued for what he is. So. And he's taking it. And maybe yeah. he just wants to be here. Yeah. So but f- we welcome him. Yeah, for sure. I love him. All right, so that was the big signing, but uh, we got to talk about the rest, up to the recording at least. You got Martin Jones, goalie. Um, He's 32. He is a Stanley Cup champ all the way back when he played for the Kings in his very first season. I think he started 15 games or something that season. Uh, But he brings some stability because of what happened with the landlord. But I think the move really tells you that this team is going to sink or swim. With Groove. Boy, I'm on the fence with this one, JB. Mm, I yeah. mean, when I think of the LA Kings and I think of Goldie, I think of Martin Quick. That's his name, right? I think I do it's believe Quick. It's I Quick. think it's Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick. Okay. Not Martin Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Jones, Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, you know, uh, I have you seen this guy? I hope the cracking coaching staff. And the new goalie coach, Steve Briere, can spark some miracle in this guy because with a 2.68 career goals average against, I would rather have the landlord. I wish he was not injured right yeah. now. And so, like, we've got some other younger guys coming up in the minor leagues and everything, but there are some names I hear in hockey that speak to me in a way that says, no. Please, Joey Decord, step up to the plate and relieve our GM of this padded contract from his filing cabinet. No offense to the Jones family. Groo! Right. 
I uh, I have take a second here and uh, just put on the GM hat and say, you know, I, I think in the last episode I said, you know, do they call Dallas? Well, if, if I'm the GM, you got to look at it and say, what are we doing? What are we trying to build here? And if you if you go get a goalie like Cam Talbot or somebody That's like it. that, I'm watching, you're going to have to really shell out the money. I'm watching a lot of teams picking up like all these other like second string goaltenders, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like the Kraken kind of needs somebody to back Grew up, but at the same time, maybe this new coach might spark something in Grew also that he needs. Maybe the guy that they had before who was just like a scouting guy and not really a goalie coach, maybe now that they have like an actual goalie coach, maybe Grew will step up a little more. But like Martin Jones, I can think of some Los Angeles playoff series where he just failed. And it's like, I don't want to like talk bad about the guy. I hope he succeeds. I hope he wins games for the Kraken. But like, I wish, I wish our, our goalie bench had more depth than that. Yeah. Yeah. If we have to rely on Martin Jones, because Gru is having a similar season to what he had, Last season, I think you can expect a similar result. I think, you know, there are very few teams in the league that can get away with going out and getting a second-string goaltender and expecting them to produce any good results. It happens all the time, but... Yeah, but you have to have a really good defense in front of that goalie. For sure. So, which, you know, we don't know what we have yet. We won't know until we see it. But I think the new goalie coach... Uh, probably I helps think promise there. grew out and comes back to the, his mean. Um, so, but in any case, yeah, Martin Jones is I'll the root pickup. For, I'll root for Jones yeah. uh, with my last breath. Yeah. But all I'm saying is I've seen some I've seen some disappointing games with him in net for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on from that one, we got Justin Schultz, solid D-man from the Capitals. This was a big one. It seems like here's a guy, he's like a a big, solid D-man maybe coming in to replace the likes of Riley Shahan and some of the other D-guys that we've had to let go. So I I absolutely agree because I think if you look at his game, he's not going to put up a ton of points, but he's a grinder. He's that blue-collar, same as Shahan. You know, he's going to... Fight for the tough pucks and with him, the, the and hits Vince and the Dunn checks, and yeah. Alexiak, mm-hmm. and then you know whoever else we have behind those three guys is the solid core of our defense. It yeah. seems like maybe we have a chance. Yep. Okay, we signed Andrew Politarski, Ford from Carolina, two-year deal. Austin Pagansky. Ford from Winnipeg, one-year, two-way contract. Cameron Hughes from Boston, two-year, two-way contract. Magnus Helberg, another goalie from Detroit on a one-year deal. Brogan Rafferty, defender from Anaheim, one-year, two-way deal. Jesper Froden, right-winger, one-year, two-way contract. And John Hayden, right-winger, 
one year or two rate contract. Seems like other than Justin Schultz, most of these guys are going to be filling the ranks in Coachella with the Firebirds, who I hope to see play in the near future. Those jerseys are super awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if anyone listening has any interesting input, anecdotes, stats, or stories on this new Big D man, Schultz. Justin Schultz, let us know at, at Cracking Captains on Twitter. It's the only time I will tell you to at me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, seeing the Firebirds, um, there's some cool news there, too. Looks like the new stadium won't be ready to start the season, so they may be playing here in Seattle uh, to start the season until the facility's ready. That's tight. So seeing them actually is possible if you can't drive down to Coachella. Uh, But more importantly, um, they became the... First team in AHL history to hire a female assistant head coach, um, Jessica Campbell, who apparently is a skating savant who has been uh, coaching a lot of pros on skating technique to increase their speed and power. So these these guys are seeking her out. So she's got the juice. Way to go for remembering to put that in this episode of the podcast because I saw that. And I think it's super cool, and I completely forgot about it until just now when you brought it up again. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, amazing. We're, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, well deserved, and congratulations to her. And I'm sure the Firebirds are going to be that much better. They're going to be awesome for it. So pretty cool. And then you know they have the Devs camp too, and I'm pretty sure she was there coaching up the young kids. And that's what you got to look at with this draft and even free agency. They have a whole team they got to fill up. The roster for are down in Coachella. Down in so. Coachella that we don't even. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some guys that are going to be obviously coming from other straight places. over from the, the checkers. checkers. Yeah, but like you don't know whose contract is actually built that way and whose contract is not, and what will happen to the checkers and how the Coachella Firebirds will fill up and start playing. I mean, I'm I'm excited to go down there and check it out. Those jerseys are so cool. Yeah, got to get one of those for <laughs> sure. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a little cheaper. <clears throat> Don't know. We'll see. No, it won't. Well? Never is, but I'll drink to that anyway. Cheers. Uh, anything else before we uh, let these people go back to their lives? Well, you know, just when you're watching your favorite teams, remember that those players have families of their own. And moms and dads and mothers and daughters and sons and fathers and friends that they've lived with and decisions to make. So when they leave your favorite place, being the Northwest, and they move on to Philadelphia or wherever, you're thinking, why the hell would you move there? Just remember that, you know, there's there's many layers to this pie, and you can't control it, and you can't. You just have to accept it, so. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, so that's it. That's another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast in the books. Thanks for tuning in, and if you made it this far, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and uh, hang out with us. And, yeah, let us uh, let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media. Drop us a line. Let us know what you want to know about our Seattle Kraken. Thanks again. And we'll see you right back here for the next episode real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows. And the puck goes down the ice. 
the goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.